Welcome to the Gil and Brenda podcast as we share tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Listen for the action steps at the end, and now let's get to it. Hey, Gil and Brenda Stewart here. Thanks for joining us. We actually have a special guest in our studio today. Some of you may have heard him before because his voice is everywhere on the airwaves now. Hey, Gil. <laughs> okay. How you doing? I'm special. I know you are. Okay. Hey, today we're going to, this is part one in a two-part series, and we're going to be talking about stepdad issues. And even if you're not a stepdad, I'm sure you know a stepdad, and uh, feel free to pass this information along because it's going to be pretty gritty and real, and Gil's going to ask, I'm going to ask Gil three questions today. And then in our next podcast, I'll ask him another three. Uh, so, Gil, why don't you give us a little background first? Um, this has been kind of brewing for a while, uh, this subject. I know you really are passionate about it. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about it? Well, thanks, Brenda. It's nice to be your special guest today. <laughs> um, I always look forward to being with you. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah, the tips, tools, and tingles thing is especially nice. So so thanks for having me in. Sure. Okay. So. Stepdads, as you said, has been kind of a special, special thing on my heart for a long time because I am one. Uh, I have three stepsons and then my own four children. But I think the reason why this particular topic is is uh, kind of a passion of mine is because of the opportunities that I get to talk to a lot of men who are stepdads, uh, primarily because of the opportunities that we get to do um, counseling and coaching and presenting and so forth over the few years. So what I, what I want to get into is is the place that this is a much larger project and we're beginning with this this podcast beginning to launch the discussion and creating space for stepdads to find their voice um, because a lot of times stepdads are at a loss if they're doing the right thing and sometimes they are doing the right thing and have no one to say keep it up. And then they stop, and then when they stop, they lose ground and can't figure out what happened. And so that's part of the passion to talk to stepdads. I think one of the biggest motivators for me around stepdads, and I'm a little choked up about it, because there's one stepdad who is an unsung hero. And had he not stepped up and did what he needed to do, Christianity would not probably be where it's at. And this special stepdad is an unsung hero, and his name happens to be Joseph. Um, Had Joseph not taken Mary in and done the right things, it would have been a disaster. Now, thankfully, Joseph was listening to the Spirit of God and the Christmas story. If you read Luke chapter 2, you get to read the Christmas story once every year. However, stepdads, think about it for just a second. You are called into a very sacred space, potentially to change people's lives that you have no clue of who you're going to touch. And those are your stepchildren for, for the better. And I have to, again, revert back to Joseph. He could have put Mary away, and, and he was going to do it very politely, but fortunately, somebody spoke up, i.e. The, you know, the angel of God, and said, hey, Joseph, don't do that. And Joseph obeyed. And so I think what I really want to come of these 
questions that Brenda and I are going to go into is to speak to stepdads to help you realize and to encourage you that you too could be and are an unsung hero. And don't expect a pat on your back, because if you think about it, after, I think it's about Luke 3 or 4, Joseph completely disappears from the narrative of Jesus' life. Now, of course, Jesus is the Son of God. And for those of you that are maybe not churchgoers, you at least know the Christmas story. Joseph was a hero. Had he not done the right thing, Christmas morning wouldn't have happened. <laughs> you know, and, and that, that would have been a disaster. You as stepdads, if you don't show up, you know, Christmas morning still may happen, but the opportunities to you encouraging stepchildren, whether they're five or 35, may be a missed opportunity for you to be a hero in someone's life. So I'm calling to the hero part of your heart to step up and not be discouraged, but to truly be an unsung hero as a stepdad. So that's kind of the purpose behind starting this dialogue, opening the space for stepdads to talk. Because, you know, honestly, guys, the stepmoms are always going, wow, 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 And there's always, a, there's always a Facebook page or a talk page for the stepmoms. And sometimes, honestly, ladies, I have to be honest with you, you're just griping. But how often is there a place for the stepdads to talk? Hey, good job. Or, hey, stupid, knock it off. That's not going to work for you. You know, come on. And so that's part of where we're going. Well, and I th correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a guy would rather hear it from another guy than a woman or their wife. <laughs> so I guess I'm almost thinking I have a podcast in me to talk to the women about how to support their husbands as stepdads because, well, yeah, I don't even want to go off on that. But it's so easy for us to throw our guys under the bus because we think things should be done a certain way and we're not taking into account their effort uh, or their ability to emotionally do what you want them to do. That could be part three. Do I hear an amen from the guys? Oh, yeah. Or, 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 or. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it from, from, from Brenda. <laughs> I tend to be more supportive of the guys than the women. I, think I, remember, I remember there was a men's group that I got the opportunity to speak to a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, making point one and two and three. And Brenda and I had already set it up with the, with the host that she would slide in the back door <laughs> and walk up to the front of the auditorium for this men's thing and pretty much just let into them. <laughs> you know, it was really kind of No, let into them in a way of calling them out yeah. in a good way, right, like calling right. them to battle, to fight. Right. And not be, you know, what a lot of wives do is just have the thumb on them and push them down. Well, they and nag. Yeah, and I wanted I didn't want to come didn't want to do that. No, you 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 yeah. nagged in an encouraging way. <laughs> So that that might be that might be part three. Now yeah, you never know. So yeah. okay, so let's let's let's. I think we've got it set up here. Let's let's launch into sure. it. Sure. So okay. Take it from here. So question number one: How do you, as a stepdad, contend with the infamous "You are not my dad"? Oh boy, I guys don't know. get that question. How do they? Yeah, what do I they mean, do some, with it? Some guys get that question. Some guys don't get that question. And um, I think the 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 infamous question of "You're not my dad." Uh, I always kind of chuckle about it because I, I would think, you know, you're back to Joseph's narrative. Could you imagine, guys, Jesus looking up at you and going, you're not my dad. And I would kind of, as Joseph, kind of go, no kidding, I'm not your dad. <laughs> you know, 
honestly, guys, when you hear that question, it's, yeah, you're right. I, I am not your dad, but I hope that you can place an open spot in your heart, little Johnny or little Susie, or maybe 35-year-old Betty or 36-year-old Josh, that we can have a friendship because I am your mother's husband and I love her. And I hope that by loving her well, um, you'll you'll be able to know that I love you well as well. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, that's like the beginning that. because mm-hmm. in so many times we guys uh, will become defensive rather than uh, empathize. We we will demand respect and not earn it. And, and I think that's something that we'll come to in a, in a question or so here. But again, it's that place of saying, when I don't, when I hear that place of you're not my dad, the first step is one to pause and really wonder, where's that little kid coming from? Or where is that adult coming from, even though they're a stepchild? Their history with their parent, their father, biologically, stop and think for just a second, guys. What was it like for them? Did they have a loving father who they really miss, who maybe passed away? Or they have a loving father who, due to the circumstances of the divorce, now miss and don't have that connection because they only see him maybe two or three times a month or maybe once a year? Stop and think, guys. What's that kid going through? It's not about you. It's about them. So... Ask them the question, what is it about your dad that you miss? Mm. What is it about your dad that you would like? You know, no, I'm not your dad, but maybe I can be your friend. And so in that case, guys, pursue the kid. Say, tell me a little more, you know, Johnny, what, what is it that, that you miss? You know, am I being, and this is a dangerous question, <laughs> you know, to ask your stepkid, Am I being a knucklehead? Am I being too hard on you? Am I not listening? Do you think that I don't care? You know, of course, not a gaddling gun of questions here, but really open it up. Vulnerability, guys, takes a lot of courage. And so this, you might be staring down your nose at a five-year-old and dude, (laughs) he can take you out. (laughs) He can because that relationship between you and that little kid Believe it or not, it's going to impact the relationship that you have with his mother, i.e. your wife. So how you treat that little kid or that younger adult kid is vastly, vastly going to be different if you step into that question with empathy and understand what's the heart that that kid's got going on there. Why is he asking that? Why is he saying that? Because if you're being a jerk, my one word for you is, or maybe it's two, stop it and begin to empathize. Yeah, and I, I like what you said in the beginning. Of, you kind of state the obvious, but you kind of talk about um, this is who everybody is in the family. And uh, another scenario, too, is what if they had a terrible relationship with their dad and they're seeing in you what they wish their bio dad was, and then they're going to take it out and be mad and mean and angry at you because their bio dad isn't acting the way you are, which is what they want. That gets really convoluted. That, that gets dicey because yeah. in a way, if, if their bio dad bailed out on them or truly is uh, out of the picture for the reason that they are dangerous and unhealthy for the child's life, 
then there may be some anger coming at you that isn't directed at you. It may be directed at the other, the mm-hmm. other, you know, the biological father. So again, as men, take heart, embrace that anger. Because remember, guys, if a little kid is angry or a teenager is angry because of the absence of their biological father, trace it back. If you really listen to your stepkid, it's not anger, it's hurt, confusion and misunderstanding. And they may only know how to express that with anger. The louder the anger, the deeper the hurt. And maybe grieving the loss of them not spending time with their bio dad. Potentially, you know. Even if he's incarcerated. Yeah. I mean, there's those blood bonds or so. Yeah, huh? I mean, even if even if the stepdad is a really bad dude, he's yeah. still their dad. And that, that has everything to do with their identity. Mm. And that's where as stepdads, we can step in and exemplify what is a man of integrity. Mm. And if we act in integrity, in love, with that question, you ain't my dad, we are now moving in the right direction to potentially change that kid's life. Just by the simplicity of standing still and taking it and then re- and returning your response with one of love and of care and of understanding. And I hear uh, being humble and bending, uh, but not bending, I mean, bending to listen and to be, have a soft heart and not come back with a hard response. Yeah. And you can still do that in a manly sort of way. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you, you don't have, yeah. this is not a, because to do this is not somebody who's a wimp. No. This is not a, this no. is not a man who's a wimp. This is a man who knows who he is and what he's trying to impart to his stepchildren as well at the same time with his own kids. So let me ask you the second question, because this kind of plays into what you just said. Well, and briefly earlier, you said, so the question is, um, stepdads who demand too much too soon. We see that happen a lot. Talk about that. Um, can we go to question? You want to go to que- question? I want to do question three. Point to which one? That, that one right okay. there. Okay. Yeah. So what is reverse betrayal? Well, the reason why I want to go to that question is because when we are connecting with our biological children, like I was saying before, at the end of question one, we may actually be feeling like we're betraying our own children. Mm-hmm. So what is reverse betrayal? Reverse betrayal is, is that I am connecting with a biological child because I spend maybe more time with them because they... Typically, in the custody rules and so forth, and you know, if it's a divorce, spend more time with mom than they do with dad. So in this case, reverse betrayal is, is I'm actually connecting with my biological children more than I am with my own, excuse me, with my stepchildren more than I am with my, my biological children. And I feel like I'm beginning to re- betray my loyalties to my own kids. Because you're spending more time with your stepkids. Exactly. I said Got it a little it. backwards. So yeah. Thanks okay. For the correction. Yeah. But the reason I want to go into this is because, I mean, even here we are 18 years later and you still kind of go engage with your stepsons. Now, my stepsons now are all in their 30s and there's still something inside of me because that is not a natural bond. The bond mm-hmm. goes through you. Mm-hmm. Now, the years have gone by and there have been many opportunities to where I have interacted 
in a positive way with my stepsons. At least I hope. Yeah, oh, you have. Yeah. Uh, you know, they might be listening. At least from to this. what we think. Yeah, yeah. At least what from what but you know, my stepsons, if they're listening, it's like, no, the dude's a total jerk. No, listen to what he's saying. But, but the the reverse betrayal is is that it's it's actually something inside of me that holds me back to loving everyone. And I mean, even when we talked about this literally a month ago, it still causes me to grind my teeth because it's like, but I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And you see something that I still don't because you have a natural bond with your sons I don't have. Mm -hmm. So you may be bonding with a five-year-old or a 35-year-old and it's going to feel a little unnatural. Now, I do hear from stepdads who go, ah, we love everybody and everybody's the same. Well. Good for you. I, I think that's fantastic. If you got that going, then you keep doing it because that's the right thing to do. But there are a lot of stepdads who have a hard time bonding or even liking their stepchildren. I mean, they yeah. really just grind them the wrong way. And so the ability to, to connect with them and to start making progress with them, they in a way feel guilty because they don't have that time with their own biological kids. Mm -hmm. Time goes by and time maybe heals wounds and distance, maybe not. But that betrayal factor within stepdads, I hear frequently because it causes them to hesitate, to stall out, to back away from doing the right thing. And that's pursuing the hearts of their stepkids. Now, I think before I go too much further, because I can see another question in your eye, with your own biological children, it is a matter of really being intentional, guys, because you may not see them as much as you want. They could be at the other side of the county or the other side of the country. And, uh, you know, I just have to say, you know, as a stepdad myself, when I when I had to drop my kids off and I wasn't going to see them for another week, you know, usually I'd pull around to the other side of the block after dropping them off and have myself a good boo-hoo because it was like, I miss my kids. Yeah. And then I'm going to go home to kids who, in a way, don't know me, don't respect me, or at least I don't feel like they respect me. They ignore me. You know, they were teenagers. You know, there's <laughs> a lot of other things there that I'm going home to that it's not, it's warm because you were there, but it wasn't the warmth of my original home. And that for a stepdad, is a loss. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it doesn't get talked about. No. And so, you know, again, think about it. Joseph, he, he disappeared from the narrative, but who was teaching Jesus how to saw, saw lumber and, and pound the wood pegs and so forth? It was Joseph. Mm -hmm. And he mm -hmm. never got any credit for mm -hmm. it. But if he hadn't have done it, who knows? So I guess that's why mm -hmm. I bring up this issue around reverse betrayal is it's a real thing. And if you didn't know what it was inside your heart, then hopefully now you can label it and talk to your wife about it and help her understand that it's an internal conflict going in with inside you. It's not that you don't like or love her kids. It's something inside of you that causes you to hesitate or choke. You're trying, but she doesn't know that she doesn't know. Yeah. And I hope that's a, a, health, a helpful uh, concept to reverse betrayal. Yeah, because I think that's going to deepen the husband-wife relationship because you're sharing a, a real tender part of your heart that 
I agree, Gil. I, I think a lot of women are clueless on that because as women, it's easier for us to just uh, love all the kids at a different, you know, at a different level than you, different way, not a different level. So I, it's, I think it begets a great conversation, not for anybody to be defensive or mad that it's all about exploring, talking about the subject that nobody ever wants to talk about. Or isn't even aware to talk about it. Right, huh. right. And I think that's why, you know, even talking to you about this particular issue, you know, even a couple of months ago, but then thinking we've been at this now for 18 years, blending families and, you know, we've come a long way. But early on, you know, the intervals of time at, you know, three years and, and six years and seven years and 12 years, this, this topic has come up off and on. And it's like, doggone it, I thought I was doing better. But there's still something inside of me that doesn't quite connect. And I think, you know, as you say, for women, they maybe look through a different set of lenses of nurturing of motherhood. Mm -hmm. And motherhood is different than fatherhood. And so in a lot of ways, it's like, guys, it's okay to be a dad. But in a way, this gets back to being able to share with your wife what's going on inside of you so that she has a clue of what you're doing. Because, hey, ladies... We're different than you, okay? <laughs> yeah. Back off. Let us be men. But guys, that's no excuse for us not to be vulnerable, to open up. Because again, I'm going to emphasize, vulnerability is not weakness. It takes courage to have vulnerability. And the guys who lead with vulnerability are some of the bravest men I know. So if you think it's a vulnerability, stick it in your ear, dude. Just flush that idea because that is not weakness. It's strength, Okay. I think I beat that one up one more. <laughs> I think so. May I go to the next question? Yeah, yes, please. <laughs> the interviewer is supposed to be in charge. Oh, oh that Obviously, I'm not, which is totally fine. This is your show. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> stepdads who demand too much too soon. Man, talk about that. Okay, guys. We are, um, I, I think it's been fun because... Through the years, we've had opportunity, Brenda and I, to present step family uh, resources and seminars and talks. And one of my favorite places was that of um, uh, a ministry uh, that that had a lot to do with military people. And one of the favorite ones that I had, and I interviewed one of a, a, an army chaplain and then talked to some of the guys and that were military. And, and this concept came out around being a drill sergeant type of dad, uh, telling your kids uh, what to do. And they refer to it as being, you know, the kids refer to it as being voluntold. Um, but in a way, what I really appreciated was uh, the, the chaplain that I talked to. He says, yeah, um, a lot of times when uh, you, the, the, the soldier is deployed and if it's a, it's a guy, he comes back uh, after being deployed and uh, he's been absent. And in his absence, you know, mom and the kids got their system. And now here, here dad enters into the system and he thinks he's, you know, the sergeant when in reality, he's a private first class. He is like scrubbing the toilets. He's got to start over again every time, even though he's the dad. And it was just like, what? In a lot of ways, stepdads, Think of yourself as kind of the crazy, cool uncle. You have no rank. You have no bond. And if you think you're going to come in and tell somebody else's kids what to do day one, 
I'd like to straighten you out. Don't do that. You will put yourself so far behind in the category of respect and connectability that you could potentially suffer years of damage to relationship with your stepkid if you come on too strong too soon. You have to earn it. And that is done by simple acts of kindness. Uh, you know, if, if you, and, and again, I want to emphasize something. Um, early on, I created and, and developed this callus at the bottom of my lower lip from biting my lip and sometimes biting it really hard because I'm a dad. I had sons and a daughter and I knew what it was to discipline and be a father to my own children. But early on, that callus developed to bite my tongue so as to say, hold on a second, these aren't my sons yet in the fullest sense of the word. They're my new sons. And if I expect to have relationship with them, then disciplining them and telling them what to do and how to do it too soon would have been demanding too much too soon. And so I would bite my lip. I would go talk to Brenda and kind of go, how do we deal with this? Because I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to blow my lid. <laughs> and I did once or twice and that it, it, it harmed the relationship with that kid for a while. And it took some time to repair it. So in a way, I know you know how to be a dad, but you don't know how to be a stepdad early on. <laughs> As time goes by, being a stepdad is, is, a, is, a, is an honor that you earn by earning trust. And if you demand trust too soon, it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to wreak some havoc. So back to that place of being voluntold as a kid, you know, that, that, that deployed soldier would come back and he would more or less have to re-enter the system of the family and, and kind of then again re-earn his rank of respect. Yeah, he was the dad. Yeah, he was, you know, gone. But to come back into the system and demand too much too soon you're not a drill sergeant. These are your kids. And kids are not to be told what to do with my way or the highway, but to be done with respect and the expectation of obedience out of relationship. Relationship begets obedience. Mm -hmm. Because in a way, when, when I am built the relationship and it's trusting and loving, then I, I can ask some things but it's all a matter of timing. That's my question. What timing would you suggest? And also the age of the kids. It, it depends on if they're younger or if they're teenagers or adults. Absolutely. Because a little kid who's three or four years old, count yourself blessed. You get to, you get to build the relationship from the, the kid forward. You know, I have a client right now who came into his stepchildren's lives when they were like three or four years old. Now those kids are in their 30s. And he still deals with reverse mm. betrayal a little bit. But at the same time, these are his kids. That's how he sees them. That's how mm -hmm. they see him. But they still realize that, you know, he's not their biological father. So he still has to contend with that. The issue of timing. Well, it, it's kind of simple. Think about a, like, a, you know, it's a bonding process, guys. And the bonding process takes a lot. It, it's a lot easier when they're younger. <laughs> when they're older, uh, it's kind of the illustration is, is that you can't ask a complete stranger walking down the sidewalk of your, your home to stop and mow your lawn. They don't know you. You have no relationship. You have no rights. So think in terms of younger, I have relationship. 
and I have the the endorsement of their mother, i.e. my wife, and they see that relationship. So that gives me more privilege, more right, because relationships are more apparent. With an mm-hmm. older stepchild, treat them like a friend, treat them like a complete stranger with respect and honor, like another human being. Don't come in and expect that you can tell a 25-year-old what to do. That's not going to go too well. Yeah, and I think for discipline, we always go through the bio-parent until that bond is created. Yeah, once the bond is created, then it gives you a little more voice. Mm -hmm. But again, slowly, slowly. You know, that's kind of one of my concepts with a lot of people is, hey, always forward, just go slow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, any disciplinarian conversation that takes place is typically rule of thumb always to come through the biological parent Mm -hmm. me to my kids and you to your kids and if it was for your kids for me to show support right that that we're showing a united front so we would go behind closed doors to discuss whatever the discipline would be you would delve it out but i would be right there with you and and the language would be we decided this would be your right and so that's that's right right in line bren with with me dealing with stepsons, stepchildren mm-hmm. is, is that, you know, mom is right there. I'm showing a divide, you know, a, um, a united front. You're the voice, but I'm not over on the side kind of poking at him going, see, I told you so. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's not an attitude of that. You know, again, check that at the door guys. You know, if you have a snarky contemptible attitude and you get backlash from your kids, duh. <laughs> you know, really think about it. If you show them respect and love in agreement with your wife, um, they realize that you can no longer get skunked because you and your wife are a united front. I think in conclusion to this whole thing about too much too soon is, is that when you and your wife are in unity, uh, I mean, even in healthy families, kids try to divide and conquer. It's times 10 in step families. And step families could be healthy. Yeah, they can. You know, yeah. I don't want to be so negative here, right. but honestly, kids are kids. But if they <laughs> see a united front between you and their mom, and there seems to be peace and harmony between the two of you, they know the game is up. Yeah. So there Great. you go. Great. So we covered uh, how to contend with the infamous "You are not my dad." What is reverse betrayal? And stepdads who demand too much too soon. That was powerful. I hope so. Thank you. So if you have questions, I think the, the, the point would be is, is to find us. Where's, where do they find us? <laughs> Gil and down Brenda. In van by, down by the river. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, down in the van. Gilandbrenda.com uh, mm-hmm. is where you find us. Uh, you know, there's you know a way to email us a question if you have a question. Absolutely. Uh, we'd be happy to take that on or a phone call or if you need some coaching, that type of stuff for stepdads. Those are uh, the resources. Great. Well, until uh, we get to part two. Remember. Remember, if you ain't got the marriage. You ain't got nothing. Have a good one. Go, Go get them, guys. Hey, glad you joined us today. Want to connect with us? Find us at gillandbrenda.com and the usual social media outlets. We are available for coaching, counseling, marriage intensives, seminars, workshops, retreats, and so much more. We'd love to encourage you in your relationship. Give us a call today and thank you to our producer and engineer, Corby Stevens.